0: I'm Isabel, she, her, hers. And I'm David, he, him, his. And we're two therapists with ADHD who sit down to have some chats about ADHD. We can't promise we'll stay on topic or be professional or even remotely mature, but we can promise that you'll end up looking at you or your loved one's beautiful neurodivergent brain in a shiny new way. This is not a therapy session. This is something shiny.
1: I love it. Do you like uh, it? That's amazing. And can this just be the intro? You saying that and me freaking out about how amazing it is? Yeah. You know, and you tap in your voice.
0: That could be our, be our that's first so intro. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Something Shiny. I'm David. <laughs>
1: I think that this is that moment where we're looking at like the horizon of the world, like at least in the United States, that is gonna focus on the holidays, right? <gasps> and uh yes. kind of starts with Thanksgiving and then just just turns into every other holiday in the world until we hit February.
0: Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Is it a it's a big chunk of time that is barreling at us or feels like it's barreling at me with like you know that like relativity example of Einstein where it's like if you're on the train, things move, but if you're not on the train, things do you know what I'm talking about? Like I've never really been able to understand it. Point is is this is a fast moving train of the holidays. <laughs> it's coming right at us. It, it is like the
1: thing that I think about a lot when we when we talk about the holidays is like how much how much the holidays are like revolve around family mm-hmm. and like Whether we're talking about biological or chosen family, like family is to me comprised of ritual, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, who we see, what we do. And I think that there's this like Norman Rockwell fantasy that we all have about like what our holiday should look like. And like, notice how I emphasize the should, Mm -hmm. right? How it should look. And I think the shoulds are what kind of get in our way when I'm thinking about like the neurodivergent population, probably everyone really, but those shirts can get in our way and make it feel like we shouldn't use accommodations mm-hmm. that we should just be like everyone else one day that even though we have sensory issues when it comes to food and sounds and clothing and people and cars and traffic and staying still, like we should just ignore all of those because <laughs> well, you know, seven hour drive in the snow or not snow getting to a place where, you know, you, you're not, you don't spend a lot of time, but you're excited to be there, but don't have a lot of mastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong. I just loved how you described all those things, right? Because everything from the sitting still to the like being held hostage in a way in a car, right? Which is like, great, I'm in one spot for a very long time, or plane or however you travel. Being stuck at a service, if you practice, you know, many faith traditions, you're going to have to sit in a service for a long time or sit at a table potentially for a long time while everyone is eating or cram your way. Like the sound, the food, the overstimulation <laughs> while simultaneously coupled with the frustration tolerance and the
1: mm-hmm.
0: butt- total destruction of a routine. And like carrying like like all of it at the same time. As you say this, this feels like it explains why there is a lurching sense of dread that sinks into my body around the beginning of November. (laughs) All the the, the dread is so real. Yeah. Holiday dread. It is totally real. Side note. Do you. Okay, as you describe all those things, a couple things are standing out to me. And side note, we'll put it in the show notes, like links to other episodes we've done on the holidays around like travel and around like talking with family or not talking with family. It really important topics. Um, but what I'm thinking about like the sensory component and I'm thinking about the overstimulation and I'm thinking about like, personally, I, I'm just now as a grown human, recognizing the level to which I have food. Sensory sensitivities that actually explain the quote unquote picky eating of my childhood, which was year round. It didn't just oops appear during the holidays, but during the holidays would be the time when I would be sitting at a much larger table with a lot more eyes on me and tons of very opinionated Polish aunties, aka no relation to me, but women and humans who had lots of opinions about what I was not eating. And at least for me, I'm just going to speak purely for myself. OK, so Polish culture has got a lot of interesting pagan turned Catholic kind of stuff going for it, including at least how we celebrated on Christmas Eve. Called It was a tradition called Vigilia, and you have like essentially 12 non-meat dishes. OK, meanwhile, picky eater over here pretty much only ate like variations on grilled chicken, white rice, maybe potatoes like that's like all I ate. So you take away, because um, traditionally anyway in Polish cuisine you didn't have as much rice. Like I, there was zero food. It was variations on pickled herring and other fish that were like absolutely non palatable to me. <laughs> and it would, and the whole point is you're supposed to fast before this evening meal and you wait until the first star appears in the sky, the star of Bethlehem, supposedly. And then you begin, commence the eating. It's beautiful. You light candles and you're like doing these things. It's just just really like a beautiful tradition. And then of course, for the kids afterwards, you open the presents. But for me, what this meant would be, I would be lightheaded. I would be nauseous because I'd be so hungry. I would literally chow down on like every dinner roll. Because that would be the one food, like dinner rolls with butter would be like the one thing I could put down. Everyone is judging me. Everyone is commenting. I feel awful. I live on the high of opening the presents. And then we would go to Midnight Mass, which, yes, would start at midnight. (laughs) Pause for effect. there would always be this moment in this midnight my where they'd light candles and they dim the lights and but there's lots of candles happening with like a crowd of humans which if you've ever been in an enclosed space means that the oxygen is rapidly leaving that area because it's going into the flame so you after year, i'd either pass out or throw up
1: oh god
0: the end and then I'd go home at like 2 30 in the morning passing out in the cold backseat of the car and I'm and I mean I like the holidays
1: okay (laughs) the the disclaimer I want to say is like we can all I think everyone can look back in time and find that the holiday memories that are Mm -hmm. like I can't believe we did that on purpose exactly yeah yeah but I also think that the holidays occupy this amazing time to reconnect like really we don't make time. We, we we don't. We don't make time any other time in the world to like go see each other or, or have these rituals of seeing each other. True. But then when we do, we, we like put these hurdles around them and make, make it very it difficult. So, like, it's so
0: hard for us. Or you know what? It's good for like, I guess the reason I'm sharing that story is because one, as I retell it, I'm like you know, growing up, it was always the shame I carried that I turned into a funny story of like, oh, I was just this picky eater. And look at me, it ended up with like disaster. (laughs) This midnight mass where everyone's exhausted and there's a puking child. Um, But now that I'm grown, I'm like, holy goodness, what I would have given to just have like some mac and cheese, you know, like some accommodation for the thing, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, It seems like it. It it keeps coming back to wow, how simple can it be that we just tweak it? And like you're right, instead of making the emphasis maybe on just the traditions, like thinking about how the tradition, what the meaning of the traditions are, and how we can maybe keep the meaning intact while also honoring our own needs. I don't know if that makes sense.
1: A hundred percent makes sense. I think. Isabel, what you're talking about and I think what I'm talking about right now is like how we can always make new traditions
0: yeah, and
1: what those can feel like and how those can integrate with like the people around us. And, and I think that there's a really hard part and a give and take with, with food that I think I need to honor a really intense dialectic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I am neurodivergent, right? And I'm going to honor this dialectic. There are people that work really hard in the kitchen making food mm-hmm making dishes, putting things together that they really care about. yeah, And they want you to try it so that they can like see like, what do you like about it or what do you not like about it. And I think that there needs to be this give and take where how can we try certain things that work for us?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How can we know what to try, and what not to try, and why? And then how can we bring our own food? <laughs> how can you bring things
0: <laughs> yourself so that
1: you can be like, oh, I really like your pickled liver pate and I enjoy your Herring smoked pickled situation, <laughs> but I'm gonna have this tub of mac and cheese that I just brought because I, I feel like I need to fill up on this before I try more herring mm-hmm. or whatever. Which, like, there has to be a middle path.
0: There are, yeah, I hear that. Okay, so, well, side note, I'm just gonna say the pate I always loved, which is bizarre, but whatevs. I mean, it's a texture thing. Can we? Okay. So let's imagine that there's a middle road where you're right there. It's also like the the way to be a gracious guest as well as host. I think in the past we've talked about why as neurodivergent folks, we might sometimes do better at hosting. At least I know I do, because it just gives me something to do, it gives me the structure of the host. I can constantly keep on my feet. I could be doing something else. I don't have to sit down as much. I don't have to like, I don't have to mask as much essentially if I'm hosting. Um, but. What I'm wondering about is like, what is it with ADHD and the food sensitivity? Like, do we know? Like, what, like, do you know what I mean? Like, is it a texture? Is it a taste? Is it like common? Are these valid questions?
1: They're so valid. I think that this is where I would love to have, like, I think there's a lot more science than I know on this, Mm -hmm. truly, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot around taste aversion and there's there's a lot around like what happens when we misappropriate, um, a flavor with with a non-flavor in our brain like mm-hmm. this is usually the start of taste aversion stuff like ew this tastes like sand or <gasps> like you don't eat sand right like yeah. how can you make that a flavor or ew this tastes like boogers like nah, nah, well maybe you eat buggers, but really like you're talking about it's salty or are you talking about the the texture of it like we want to make people talk more about the flavors they're experiencing and not the things in their brain that aren't flavored that can (gasps) get in the way
0: oh my gosh okay wait wait wait. i see this with my with my kids a lot it's like i don't like it because it reminds me of a thing and you want to go back to well what is what is it salty sweet savory like oh oh okay Mm -hmm. okay and textures among that right because like you said with the scene like that is like I mean, I yes. feel it in my mouth as you're talking. I'm like actually having like a sensory flashback to textures I can't stand right now. <laughs> the,
1: the, I'm I'm a texture person, like mm-hmm. like in some ways, like the, and there's a weird line, like like a threshold for me where it becomes like this is edible and I like it, and this could make me gag, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that happens, but like a banana, one day could be like the best, and then the next day it could be like it out of my mouth because. Like an overripe <laughs> banana, get get out of here! Yes,
0: get out of here! Yeah. Yes! Oh my gosh! Yes! Thank you for saying this because I firmly, I firmly live on the side of I like a slightly green banana, and I think it's a texture thing yes. for the same reason you're saying. And the and what you do with an overripe banana is you make banana bread. You just completely a, alter the texture. Don't even pretend
1: because you it's, to a eat it. it's, a,
0: it's a cooking yeah, liquid. It's a cooking liquid. Exactly. It has become more liquid than solid. This is unacceptable to my palate. Okay. And
1: and what's really strange here is it's not a constant, right? Because I am another person I'm strange. I do like yogurt. I like drinkable yogurt, Me too. right? And I sh- right, but I shouldn't, right? Because that's a weird texture, but I don't mind that texture because I'm drinking it. There's a strange thing with my with my mouth hole. <laughs> if I'm moving it up and down, there needs to be something in there to fight my mouth. <laughs> like <laughs> like <laughs>
0: Just, that is exactly what it is. My mouth hole needs something to fight. Okay, okay. Can I – okay, sorry. Continue. Wait, there's
1: one other thing. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that we should think about is crunching is like stimulating mm-hmm. and stress reducing. <gasps> and so there, there is a part of me like whether we're chewing ice or I get like some bread that has that really good crunchy crusty outside that like almost cuts the top of my mouth but doesn't because I know how to eat it. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. It's so – Good. Give me some crunch in my life.
0: Wait a second. Okay. Wait a second. My mind is like slow. It feels like I've fallen into, I've fallen into the Wonderland Matrix. You know the thing, the thing has happened. Wait. Why you're saying that? Is it the chewing, the act of chewing, that's stress reducing, or is it the act of chewing something crunchy, that's stress reducing? Crunching on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, what? Like, what is it doing? Do we know? Is it just like, because that's a thing, right? Like chewing on ice or chewing on, like, because I chew a lot on gum. I like chewy things. I like, like gummy worms. I like, I love gummy chewies, but I can't stand, like, the only crunch I can handle is like a chip. You know what I mean? I, if it's any crunchier, like if it goes into cold crunch, like ice, it's just the opposite. And, and my, but the rest of my family could literally live off of ice cubes anyway this is so great. there are
1: special ice cubes though that have better cr- like i really like the ice cubes that kind of like collapse in your mouth like a like like a like a snowball getting harder like they kind of shrink and get harder and you can kind of like keep chewing them there there are really good versions of ice out there I'm just
0: what i'm thinking about that. are like those little ball like the little tiny ball ices like i think i get them at sonic i don't know where else i found them like you know like at like certain like places have that kind of ice okay why does it why does it reduce stress? Is it just because it's like an oral like a do we I can put in the show notes.
1: <laughs> this is where like wait no no but this is where like I wish I had better answers like I do know it's a stimulant mm-hmm. so that's just one thing like why chewing gum feels good for someone you know a little ADHD stimulation like absolutely
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can take I can hazard guesses with the crunching thing mm-hmm. like whether you're like objectively dominating something in your mouth right <laughs> or or like you are you are making progress or um oh. the sound itself like i don't know it could be it could there could be a lot of different parts of that that could be soothing yeah which in addition to the fact that you know if it's paired with certain like chemicals like dopamine like chocolate or whatever like all of a sudden your brain's getting paired with crunching in a great way like chocolate chip cookie crunch gets <gasps> paired in a really different way than like a celery crunch <laughs> Potentially.
0: You probably saw the look on my face. I went, oh, like I went from delight to just horror. Like how, di- like, how dare anyone mention a celery crunch? That is, that is offensive to my, my soul. I do not like, I do not like it. Mm-mm.
1: One of my favorite crunches though, mm-hmm. is like an apple pear crunch.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Okay.
1: Or like jicama. Like jicama, jicama also has that kind of. Yeah.
0: Jicama, oh, jicama. I could that do. See, pear, pear is too soft. It's not dissimilar to the, um, the moment you described. Apple pear. What's it?
1: Apple pear. It's not soft.
0: An apple pear. I don't know if yeah. I had. Wait, is an apple pear an apple or a pear? Or is it a pear that is like an apple?
1: This is like, is a zebra a horse that just got more colorful? I don't know. But this is like a moment where like, uh, it's, it's, it's like a round apple shape with the tan color of a pear and it has an apple crunch with a pear flavor
0: what (laughs) that's like the grapples right the apples that taste like grapes or the cotton candy grapes and it's like what is happening to fruit it is delightful those are too much those are too much i could not agree more you know what though backing on up champagne grapes Have you ever had those like the little teeny tiny yeah right little tart magic magic little little joy in your mouth oh boba i adore boba the texture of the, the like the slight give and then the pop and it's just like okay. oh i love it so much I, I want it right now i want everything i want to eat all the foods except for celery
1: when i was younger mm-hmm. the aversion to boba was real mm-hmm. like i thought that there was no purpose to a boba other than being launched out of the like little straw that you have because <laughs> it's made to launch boba and <laughs> and they can stick if you fire them like hard enough or something so like that's the purpose of a boba and then it was like Years and years later, I think I was like really cold and I had gotten some like frozen mango thing. And they're like, You want boba in that? I'm like, Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. And they're like, Okay, no problem. And then I got it I had boba. And I was like, Oh. And then it was this moment where like I was in that like, you know, neurodivergent ADHD, like, I can't eat this. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like, I'm not going to tolerate this. There's going to be an errant boba in my mouth and I'm not going to know what to do with it. And I don't know if I can. And then all of a sudden, I chewed it up and I was like, Wait a minute. Boba, oh. you're not, Boba, you're delicious. And, and now I'm a full Boba fan. Wow. But it was like this moment where I had to really challenge myself to experience it again. And like, like a- challenge myself. Like, yeah. And then I had this conversation with my friend. I'm like, oh man, it's great. I can have Boba now. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. We give Boba to our kids so that they'll actually drink the milk because kids like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, well. I like it now. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got like okay. That is okay, that okay, so my brain is like very side note, my brain I can't tell you. I don't know what it is. It might be because it's late in the day and both my medication and accommodation strategies have gone to the to the hills. They've left. They have left. I don't know why it's hills, but they left me behind not on the hills. Um but I cannot, my brain is constantly reflecting back on all the food groups and things you've mentioned. And I just have like 800 things I want to say about each thing. And I'm, I'm, it's like real struggle right now to not like go back and be like, you know about this food, you know what? Like I'm realizing this is like, maybe a special, food is a total special interest of mine, I guess, like I deeply get into like random food facts But can I say two things? Because one I've said before on this podcast, and I will repeat it forever, and I will put it in the show notes because I think it's one of the coolest things ever. The crunch, the sound of a crunch is actually a tiny sonic boom in your mouth. That is what a crunch is. It's like displacing matter at this something like like your, your jaw is so powerful. It's doing it at the rate required to create a shift in the sound barrier. And that is the boom. The boom is that that or the, that is a crunch. That is the crunch. Or little tiny yep. sonic booms in your mouth. Okay, so that's one cool thing. When you
1: <laughs> when you brought that up about potato chips, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, like is that real? And then I don't know what was happening. I was chewing something and I had my my hands close to my face. This sounds really ridiculous. But like think of me like like leaning on a couch with my you know hand on my chin and I'm like chewing gum haphazardly talking mm-hmm. and like a finger got in got in there and I accidentally came down on my finger absent-mindedly like I had some oh my god your jaw is doing work I there's a you can't even pretend to bite yourself with that kind of it was a
0: wow No, you are not wrong. You are not wrong, sir. Because I mean, gosh, anytime you bite your cheek or your tongue and it's like, literally, it's like I every time I'm like, I'm pretty sure I took like I I have a hole in my mouth now. There's no way I didn't just like sever my own tongue. Like that is how strong that feels and how much it hurts.
1: Isabel, can we just talk about the fact that you just gave a total normal story? Why did I go with putting my finger in my mouth accidentally <laughs> when I could have talked about biting my tongue? <laughs> well, if you've bitten your finger accidentally, I see you. I You're see okay. You. I got, you. I I
0: will, got okay, you. This is a total, like, a total tangent, but I will never forget this. And a word of caution, this was, like, back in the, you know, what, early, like, late 80s or something. But I remember I would chew. Talk about chewing fixations. I, you know what the best textures are? Those old school big pens. I love a pen cap and that little twiggy bottom part, you know, like that. Oh, I, can, I love to chew on pens. I, I, chew, I, I could and pencil. I mean, gosh, I would chew on everything. Like if you looked at my school bag, it was just chewing. It was just like chewing through everything. But the um, I remember once I was like, I took the pen cap off and I like half chewed it off. You know, like it was like half a pen cap. And then I did the thing which I can't help but do, like you know when you eat like a dum dum or a lollipop, and then you like, I I'm that person. Okay, you go. You can all be a girl's dad. I chew on the sticks. I chew on if I eat a cupcake, I turn the wrapper inside out and I just chew on the wrapper. I don't know what it like. And I don't have. I don't have pike. Like I wouldn't. I don't ingest it. Like I don't <laughs> crave the the thing. It's just the texture is delightful to me. Point is, is I was chewing this pen cap and it got like it got vertical in my mouth somehow, and it was sharp, and I sliced. Maybe this is too graphic. I sliced like a line into like the center of my tongue <laughs> along the roof of my mouth, and I still have. Like, you know how people get tongue piercings and you can sort of still see it? Like, And the skin heals pretty fast, but I still have like a dim from it. There's, it was really deep. It was not good. The,
1: this is a moment where like, I got to tell you there, there are, <laughs> yes. And when I mean, yes, I mean like every single person that is listening to this that identifies as neurodivergent has done something like that. Or, or t- had too many Sour Patch kids and burned their mouth open <laughs> or like refused to acknowledge the pizza's too hot and like blistered their face <laughs> up or like like chewed on the thing that you didn't realize was completely destroying the inside of your mouth mm-hmm. or like you're you're just chewing the inside of your cheek and then the next thing you know, like you're smiling and you're Yes, like these are these are all parts of like what it's like to mask to need stimulation to be under stimulated a little bit of our clumsiness seeking oral gratification crunching is important like let's yeah like this is important stuff um i do want to switch to one other thing like one other thing as we're talking here because like let's make some new fantasies for the holidays
0: (gasps) i like that idea let's make
1: some new rituals on like what we want to do let's have like if you have a picky eater why don't they pick something that they want to eat? Why don't you make that with them?
0: Yeah.
1: Bring that with them. <gasps> don't let the family members shame you for saying, you're giving your kid everything they want. You know, I, I don't know why they're from New York all of a sudden, but like, <laughs> the, like don't let that energy like make you think you're doing anything wrong. Like I want us to think, take care of your family
0: yeah, and then take care of your family. Yeah. And I think that, Including yourself, side note, including yourself, because I think so many of us will give Mm -hmm. our kids the room to ask for what they need or the room to like offer them those accommodations that we won't then give ourselves. And like, what are we then modeling? Like, I guess when you grow up, you have to like constantly be slightly miserable. Like what? Like, no, let's make a new tradition where it's like grown up and kid. What actually is some of your favorite food? Maybe it isn't the thing. Maybe, like, okay, for example, in my fa- like family I've co-created with Bobby, everyone but me hates tur- like Thanksgiving food. They just do not mm. like anything about it. Whether it's the texture, the smells, the thing, you just dislike it. So I make my own little, like, very traditional because I do enjoy it. Maybe that's what I like. I like it when things can be covered in a sauce and just mushy, mushified. So anyway, I do that. But point is, is it's like, if, if I kept insisting, right. That like, I need to like, like we all have to eat the same thing or we have to, you know, there's so many creative ways you can set it up and change it. Like, I think we can get so caught up in the rigidity of what has always been that we totally lose sight of the fact that it's on us to perpetuate it or change it.
1: Yes. And can I just talk about like. A table, like a Thanksgiving table, that like is a model table for me. This is, this is like really good modeling for me and my family, from my for my brother, right? So when my brother like is he has to accommodate me, I'm neurodivergent, right? And like there's this is one of those complicated situations where like what does his Thanksgiving table look like? Mm-hmm. It's not just me there. There's neurodivergent. It's like we're, we come on mass at this party, right? So there's a turkey, there's stuffing, there's doll, there's Chicago hot dog. Oh. No. There's pizza. <gasps> There's different pies.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm...
1: There's green bean casserole. There's literally anything that people Oh. Corn muffins. Tons of those little corn muffins. Oh, that's a really. Mashed potatoes. Mm. Gravy. Mm. Like it's a giant spread, but I think what you're hearing here are all it's not centered around the turkey. Mm-hmm. There are so many options. And I will tell you, there are people at that Thanksgiving, like, I know I know a person that had 14, uh, like, rolls, like, corn. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm going to have this, like, that's it. I'm going to eat these, maybe a little mashed potatoes, and then pie. Mm. And it's like, it didn't turn into, you have to eat 14 pieces of, like, turkey in this moment if there's one night not to make someone have all the protein and let them have the pie. Thanksgiving, please. Mm. Do it for yourself. Do it for your kids.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: this is one of those moments where I, I want us all to think about Not trying to stretch our boundaries, but changing the boundaries.
0: Yes. And remembering, I mean, I hold on to this. I feel like we say this a few times, if not many times, but right. A boundary is not what you are telling someone else they have to do. A boundary is like, here is almost like, here's what I'm going to do. Right. Like it has nothing to actually do with another person. Right. Because if, Mm -hmm. if what you're saying is like, I don't know, hey, grandma, can you make sure you have a vegan offering for, you know, me and Joey or whoever? <laughs> I just made people up. Um
1: yeah.
0: and then and then grandma doesn't do it or grandma forgets that, you know, these are like, you know, that, oh, I put butter all over it or something, right? Like mm-hmm. there is it's like a built-in and you've thought this be- you've said this before, but it's like dependency on the yes. other person for your accommodation in that way fosters aggression. <laughs> yes <laughs> because they're bound to let you down and it also is bound to build up with resentment and ick and like helplessness and all that stuff
1: and i think we got to just look at like i love letting people sit and bathe and mastery i think people love being like able to do the things that they want to do and so like there was a time that, like I, I used to be a vegetarian like very strict vegetarian i'm not anymore but like there's a time in my life where I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for like 20 plus years at this point. And like, I'm going over to someone else's house for Thanksgiving and I know they're not a vegetarian. And like, who's, who's, who's better equipped to make that vegetarian option for that meal? Me. So I say, <laughs> I'll bring the vegetarian option. Do you want more than one? I'll bring two. And mm. I think like, that's my boundary is I will go with food. So I don't have to worry about what I can eat. Yeah. That's, And I think like you're saying, Isabel, and it's so important to think about boundaries around your behavior, Mm -hmm. what you will tolerate, not what other people have to tolerate. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever have that thought where you think, hey, I'm nothing, stop. Remember, you're something.
0: Something's shiny. That's right just as you are. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more free episodes of this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Instagram as something shiny podcast. And if you're looking for more information, useful links, definitions, visuals, everything we can think of. And more is on our website at somethingshinypodcast.com And it's all free. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in two weeks.